On this episode of Don't Drink the Tea, the hosts celebrate the 20th podcast. We get our first sponsor, we play a spooky game, and have a surprise guest star. I was in a horror movie. Is this real talk? Yeah, real talk. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna get real honest. For, for, okay. I'm not prepared. I didn't You're gonna you open with real talk? I'm gonna open up. Okay. I went to work. Zach just took his glasses off, so he's, yeah. he's, he's ready to listen. I'm not ready to listen. Um, I took my shirt off, so I'm going to put Zach's glasses on. Great. I'm glad you're taking now this, this therapy session seriously, but you look like a, an aged professor. Um, Without the glasses. Now Zach's are upside down. <laughs> what? That's a great gag for audio. <laughs> it wasn't for them, Zach. It was for you. Thank you for cheering me up in this time of truth. It's okay. Okay, so. You're welcome. At work, uh, I play music uh, through the laptop that I work on. and play. It's a small office, so I play it for the whole office. So, How uh, generous. I'm very kind, playing the only music that I like. Hardcore rap. Um, says the whitest boy in existence. You know how I do it, y'all. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, I set up my laptop. I, I plug it in, and after playing, because you know I'll play music for nine hours uh, straight. After like so many hours, sometimes the the it's Spotify that I play. The the app will glitch a little bit, and so it'll like mess up a song. Um, and I guess I had forgotten to turn my laptop on Wednesday. And I came in Thursday morning, and it was it was still on. It wasn't playing, but it was still on, so it was like overheated probably. And uh, wow. so I just press shuffle on the playlist that I that I uh, use for work, <laughs> and then I walk away. So it starts playing "Good Vibrations" by the Beach Boys. That's fine. It's not a mm. horror story yet. I don't think that's fine, and I think we should address that later. But continue. I for mean, now. that song has a little bit. You can make it into a horror song because, like the. Ooh. Yeah, and the violent. And if you did it really low, yeah, yeah. and slow, yeah, and like okay. glitched it up a little bit. Good, good, good vibration. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I walk, I walk away from my laptop. It plays the song. I think I'm probably humming along, and then it plays the song again, and I think I let it go halfway through before I realize. I walk back to the laptop now, and uh, it's frozen. It won't let me unclick the uh, the repeat button. Mm. It won't let me turn down the volume. The only thing I could do is actually turn off the laptop, but just like when you're in a horror movie and you don't think to do any of the things you should do, I like, that didn't even... Don't drop your keys that when you're trying to... Right. <laughs> that didn't even occur to me. I let it play eight times before I, <laughs> before I finally got it to turn off. People had started to come in, because I'm the first one there. People had started to come in as I'm playing Good Vibrations one more time! <laughs> That was my horror story for the week. Uh, thank you for listening. Well, I think You're we welcome. should have had some sort of warning before that. It, some I'll some listeners it. may find this disturbing. I'll get it in, in post. No, you 
won't. You never do. I don't do anything in post. <laughs> As our listeners well know. Let's leave a blank space here so that we can have a blank space for later. Let's leave a blank space here for my apology. No. Okay, great. <laughs> never gonna happen. <laughs> and that's what I added later. <laughs> not doing it. Sorry, not sorry. Welcome to Don't Drink the Tea, the Agatha Christie podcast where we analyze Agatha Christie's books one by one. I'm Josh. I'm Charlotte. I'm Zach. And we have a very, very special episode for y'all today. Do we? Do we ever. I didn't know. <laughs> it, it is a big deal that we've come this far. It is our 20th episode. What? Let's give ourselves one. And they said we are it almost wouldn't old enough to last. Drink. Yes. One more episode and the next one you'll be able to tell that something's slightly <laughs> off. <laughs> We go from eating chicken fingers and M&M's Toddler to foods. giant margaritas, <laughs> mm-hmm. shots. Every time they say murder, we take a shot. Oh, no. <laughs> think of how much things have changed since we started. I think also this is a whole year, too. Didn't... Oh, yeah, it's been a year. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to mention any dates, so that it won't be... Wait, we're not lying. Yeah. <laughs> how, how have we grown as a podcast, do you think? Oh, um, Zach's hair definitely looks, I was going to say a little older, but actually it looks younger somehow. I meant as a, I mean, no one can see that. I condition very well, <laughs> thank you. As a podcast. Like, if our podcast was a being, what has changed about them in the last year? It's gained 40 pounds. And mm. <laughs> uh, Much it's, like me in the past year. It's, it's divorced. <laughs> Josh uh, lost it's living in a van down year. by the river. Yeah! <laughs> I feel like when I go back, I mean, I enjoy listening to the earlier episodes, but when I listen to an early one and a later one, I feel like we have our, we got our groove down. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, there's a big difference in the chemistry and the speed of it. We got the groove on? Yeah, we regularly break out into 60s hits of funk. How the podcast got its groove back. Yeah. But have we jumped the shark yet? Uh, we jumped the shark with uh, episode one, The Mysterious Affair at Styles, featuring uh, us. That was a good one. I, like <laughs> I would that. say that. And we... the jokes have gotten so Woo! much more seasoned and perfected. I'll be here all night! <laughs> That's my co- comedian voice. Um, so today, we are reading, or we read, I always say that like we're going to read it for you right now. We have read. That would be very convenient for me. Right, but <laughs> we should do that sometime. This is story time. Oh no! <laughs> so boring. We have read the Sitterford mystery, also known murder at Hazelmore, which are both the dumbest. They're, titles. they're both not great titles. Maybe by the end of the podcast, we'll think of a better title. I think I said that. Anything but. would be a better title. We'll think of it. Zach. What's a better title for this? Um, murder at uh, Hazelnut. Creamer. Yes, that Mur- that's better. That Mur- makes Mur- just as much sense as either one of these. Hazelnut creamer. Well, these they're just saying titles. they're just saying that some sort of event is happening at a place, but they're not. But even, they're the places not even aren't even real big. Places they're not it. real. Right. They're just so we could they're, do, you could also call it murder at the shindig. And yeah. the same thing. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. Murder is, at is uh, Joey's shindig? graduation party. Oh, good job, Joey. <laughs> you got a 4.0. We're proud of you. <laughs> Here's a cake. Now you're dead! <laughs> so, okay. okay. I, 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 this one, Murder at Hazelmore. That one actually 
that's the name of the house where it, so you the murder prefer did that? occur. Well, no, I, it's it's which, still which you prefer it, of the two. But the Sitterford mystery, I, I, it confused me the whole time because there was a house that was called Sitterford, which means nothing, and then there was a house called Hazelmore, and you went back and forth between them, and you didn't know which one the guy oh. actually died in because he mm. owned both. Yeah. Well, originally it was frustrating. I, it was Sitterfred. <laughs> that was a clue. The Sid of Fred mystery. The Fred from Scooby Doo. They join in. Oh. Fred? Come Sit. on, gang. Sit, Fred. Fred. So this, Sit. This book is not a Poirot or a Marple or Tommy Tuppence. It's a, it's a, just a. Standalone? Yeah, standalone. That's it. Ooh. But it does have a reoccurring character, yes? Uh, yes. Who is it? I already forgot. Maricott. Inspector Yeah, Maricott. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the, he, he comes in a lot of the standalones, but isn't like big enough to make it his own series. It's not like Naricot number one. Um, and this is the first kind of spooky book, which is why oh, I started no. with my... It's not that spooky. Josh, I don't like the spooks. It's pretty mildly spooky. You remember like, you, when we watched you... The River Wild? That's true. <laughs> Zach was pretty spooked by, yes, the Meryl by Streep Kevin and Kevin Bacon <laughs> film, Bacon. The River Wild. He's, Kevin Bacon's terrifying. He's threatening people with guns and he's being real <laughs> creepy and stuff. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, this is an intense moment. And Josh is like, man up. <laughs> Okay, so X Men, yep. first class, sure. Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. bad guy. You remember? Yep. You with me? Yep. Was he not the best villain in any X Men film ever? Sure. But what is your like? I mean, I mean, not a lot of competition besides Ian. <laughs> what's his face? Ian Mag- Mag- Magnian. What's his name? Ian Magneto. Yeah. Magnian. Magnian McAllenito. Well, yeah, he wasn't very. But no, no, no. There were lots of others. Yeah, no, there were a well, lot of villains, like but the, I'm saying they were yeah. all lousy, yeah. No, no, no. The, uh, it was how good. How do I say this? He was an excellent villain, period. But yes, for the X-Men, they were weak. I agree. But he yeah. was an excellent villain. He was good in that. that so, was, yeah. That was actually a pretty good movie. Like, I didn't like and, the movie, but I liked him. I thought it was okay. I never saw <laughs> it. It doesn't surprise me. Is that the last one I watched? Okay, what? They're all bad from there they I really hear, are i hear yeah. wolverine is good but i don't really care enough <laughs> didn't we see that um, no that's that's uh wolverine origins I I mean, i'm thinking of logan sorry oh lagoon <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah what was the point of x-men first class it was supposed to be when all they got the they were, team together when they were young they were young yeah yeah I just can't remember like what they were it was like, like it was the they Muppet babies really, they of were X-Men. just like they were discovering they were working for the government, I think. Okay. And then Kevin Bacon was there. He had a boat and a <laughs> girl who turned into diamonds and also red mines. I don't know why and boat was, was the first a... thing you mentioned. <laughs> 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 because Magneto picks up the boat and it's cool. Oh. He, like, throws the boat at somebody. Michael Fassbender. <laughs> he thinks. If that didn't happen, it should have happened because I feel like it would have made the movie better. It was... I think that happened. <laughs> he at least picked up the boat. He should have threw it at someone. Yeah. He picked up the boat just to show that he could and to show them what was underneath it, which was nothing. Well, propellers. Oh, there they are. <laughs> anyway. So, so anyway, being Kevin Bacon is pretty scary, but after you read this book, it's not like, oh, wow, I need to go watch cartoons so I can fall asleep. Yeah, it has, um, like, a spooky atmosphere. <laughs> it has a spooky atmosphere, but nothing, nothing spooky really happens. It just tries to set a tone, I think. Yes, which mm. is one of the multitude of problems that I have with this book. Uh-huh. And I want to call spoilers right now. Or just yeah, we're going to talk there. about the ending. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think, of all the books that you could read, this one doesn't even, should not even be in the top 40. 
Well, I don't in agree my with opinion. That. Uh, okay. No. Well, good for you. I'm glad. So <laughs> let me finish my sentence. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then you can say okay. how wrong I am. I will. This is my opinion Uh-oh. that it's it's pretty weak. There was a lot of things about it I do not like, and we can go into that as we go along if you prefer. No. And, <laughs> well, we're going to do it anyway, okay. whether you like it or not. And that was, what were we talking about? <laughs> Moving on. No. no you see, said, you said uh, what was the, the weakness? Tone. The tone. The, the tone. The yes. Thank you. It, it, she started, like, there was a premise there of what would have made it really good. And she uses that again. So this is going to trash the whole storyline because, like I said, don't read it. It's not worth it. In my opinion. But she starts out with... A big snowstorm uh-huh. and yeah. a creepy parlor game. Yeah. What they called table turning back then. I'm going to head out. Great. <laughs> it's already too intense for Zach. I can't take it. And that, the, this, like the snow and the atmosphere and kind of they were in a really isolated spot yeah. out in the country. Right, right. Really good idea. On. And then it was never addressed. After the, right. after the murder, it was like, oh yeah, it snowed like 10 feet, but today we're, it's fine. <laughs> it, there was, it was like, Later, when she does Mousetrap, for example. Yeah. Excellent. That was, that was important. The snow yeah. was important. The setting was important. Mousetrap was much cre- creepier than this book. Uh-huh. Yeah, the tone doesn't go to the end. It doesn't go past doesn't the go first anywhere. chapter. Yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. It was like, we're going to be snowed in for days and someone's been murdered. No, they were murdered six miles away. Right. And no one snowed in ever. Right. It's like, oh no, we missed the post yesterday. <laughs> that was like the extent the lights didn't go out. They didn't lose phone service. It, right. Am I wrong? No, no, you're right. Okay. No. And that's not what I disagreed with. No. Okay. What do you disagree with? We'll get, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, so, like, yeah, that's how it starts with what you said. Yes. And then they get together and they play, they play table turning because the guy's not there. Uh, he owns the houses. Oh, yeah, I guess we should talk about that. Captain Trevelyan. Yes. Captain Trevelyan owns these houses. He's like a He-Man woman hater. And uh, isn't that a big thing? All of his <laughs> friends get together and they have like a secret club. They, yeah. they still don't know the number to nine woman. <laughs> They're such little rascals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has a hair that sticks up in the center of his uh, head. <laughs> his dog has a bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> and Spanky wild. did him in. <laughs> And so they do, uh, all of his friends are like, and the people like that rent the houses from him, they do a, like a game of table turning and like, I guess it's supposed to spell a word or spell a sentence and then like the spirits or whatever it is, because you like, you know, from the get go, it's not actually that, say that Captain Trevelyan is dead and they're all like, nah, it's crazy. He's not dead. And his like, his closest friend is the major, right? The mm-hmm. major something. What was it? Burnaby. Major pain in the butt. Major, <laughs> major Burnaby's gets a little like anxious about it. He's like, well, I'll go check on him. Mm-hmm. And then he gets there and he's And dead. they're like, it's snowing and it's six miles away. And he's like, I'll be fine. And he's like, but I love Trevi. <laughs> and so that's the, that's the setup of the book. The, the uh, table turning isn't important at all other than that element. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really don't really bring it up that much later on. They bring it up as, well, this isn't important. Yeah. So you feel like it must be important. And actually, and really at the isn't. end, it was like, oh, no, that it wasn't particularly important. Yeah, it, it kind of was there for to set an alibi because one of the people at the table obviously did it. Um, but that's not what the police think. They think it was... Uh, uh, His... The... Captain Trevelyan's nephew? Right, and they have strange him... strange nephew. They have him locked up. And his fiance comes to a journalist, right? Yes. 
comes to a journalist a mm-hmm. and is like, you know, he didn't do it. Help me prove that he didn't. And the journalist mm-hmm. kind of has a crush on her and he yes. thinks, I'm going to solve this case and I'm going to get her to uh, like me in the, yes. in the process. Yeah. And so that's the, the Which I the feel like that was a bigger twist than the actual ending wasn't of that the good, plot. Wasn't that good, though? <laughs> so What? That she... Yeah, at the end, whenever he like is like, I love you. And she was like, oh, that's nice. That's good, but, like, remember why I talked to you in the first place? So, yeah, at the, like, they, you think maybe, okay, these two are going to end up together. Mm-hmm. Because her fiancé is a loser or something. But kind of at the end, the, the main girl, he tells her at the end, after they prove that he's innocent, mm-hmm. the guy's, the journalist is like, hey, I love you, Emily, right? Emily yeah. Trefusis. <laughs> and she's like, that's really sweet, but, like, I do love my fiance who is an, I think she says something like, he's an idiot and he needs me. <laughs> Basically. And it was, it was kind of nice. Not that they were really strong characters. It was nice just because your mind was like, these two are going to end up together mm-hmm. because that is a trope. And it was kind of cool that Christy did do that as a twist. Cause usually yeah. the, the marriages at the end are kind of forced, right? Mm-hmm. Like usually it's not like really satisfying romantic. Yeah, it's usually like mean. estranged people. It's very yeah. rarely people who met for the first time and were right. like, Oh, we're, we're going to be a couple now. It's usually like marriages, a are husband fixed. and wife. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That, that don't really care. So for I like that. I did like that. Yeah. That was more surprising than the resolution to the mystery. Mm. But yeah, cause I kept asking myself, what is the point of this book? Why did she write it? What was the motivation? Hmm. And the only thing I could think of was that it was Emily. Mm-hmm. Or as Zach likes to pronounce it. Emily. <laughs> oh, man. Who was the main girl? Yeah. Yes. I and it felt she like wasn't she much was... in the first half, but like in the second no. half she, which was, it which made it a little uneven too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the solution uh, to it, you want to talk about that? Yes. Okay. Are we ready, or is there anything else? Because there's not, like, much characters to talk about, really. There's not much. Yeah, there's so, so many problems. Yes, what's, what is this? What, that's all I have on my piece of paper, or question marks. Hmm. Okay, so, yeah. so when we're talking, about, <laughs> we're talking about the characters, then you can go ahead and talk about the, the big points that you had to talk about, because I didn't have a strong opinion like you. No, just that Emily was the main character, probably the whole point she wrote the book, a strong okay. female character, which okay. she was. There was nothing wrong with her as a character. Yeah, I liked her. That Naricot was kind of returning every now and then. Uh-huh. He was there. And... That was it. That was it. Okay, so then you want to talk about the ending then? The yeah. Twist in it? Are you paying attention so far, Zach? I got <laughs> did you most get... of it. <laughs> I'll be honest, I did zone out at some point. You always do. <laughs> I don't always do. Did Josh <laughs> explain this one to you in the I car did not, on the no, way here? Oh, okay. No, I, didn't I didn't have, we didn't have time. I understand. Yeah. And I it's I will admit unfortunately that it's been a little bit since I read this one because it's been a while since we did the we did the podcast. And so I, I read this one a while ago. We've been busy. It's not as fresh in my mind. Okay, what do I have marked? I have Oh, okay. So his okay, Trevelyan's best friend whose name was Burnaby B U R N A B Y. Major Burnaby. Yes. There's a typo where it's Bubnaby. Bubnaby? B-U-B-N-A-B-Y. Which is important because back in college, Bubnaby was the name they gave him, and he decided that if whoever called him Bubnaby, he would murder when he grew up because he hated it so much. I'm not Bubnaby. Bubnaby. That sounds like a hobbit's name, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Gathorin Bubnaby. <laughs> Gathorin? <laughs> That's one of them, right? Thorin Oakenshield, or is he a dwarf? Thorin. Hey, Nerd. <laughs> 
Nobody knows. <laughs> I don't know but from liking it. I've just heard the name. I like that you had to shout it to him across the table. Hey! Right. We were there. talking about X-Men before. <laughs> At least that's a... Well, those are movies. <laughs> it's the same thing. Bumping to be. I'm not reading these books anymore. <laughs> Uh, okay. See, I, I marked something else, too, that I liked, and I don't remember why. Uh, oh, okay. When Christy was describing someone, mm-hmm. describing a woman, she said, her voice had that faintly complaining note in it, which is about the most annoying sound a human voice can contain. <laughs> it was Fran Drescher that played that character. <laughs> Mr. Tabellion! <laughs> Oh, oh, didn't you know. see that movie that just came out, Bubnaby, with the yellow car that could change into a robot? <laughs> <laughs> Bubnaby. And those are the why? only two things I had marked in this okay, book, so you which want to is talk falling about, apart, by you the wanted, way. And this is yours, and why you haven't got to read it again, because I had it. Are you blaming me for tearing it apart? No, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying that it was my fault that you didn't get to refresh I, your memory on it, because I took it, like... What two months the ago? The reason the reason that it's falling apart is I took that on a plane and uh, the TSA agent searched it. Oh, okay. Where are you staying in the country? Anyway, so, yeah, it is. It, most of my paperbacks are, are like that. So you want to talk about the solution to the crime, right? You want to talk about the ending, ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Yes. Okay. Personally, go ahead. Okay, so well, should we ask Zach who did it? Yeah. Because he's usually I mean, we've really only good about this. Talk about a few characters. Okay, so yeah. yeah, there's Captain Trevelyan. There is uh, the reporter. There's the girl Emily. There's the guy in jail. There's the guy in jail. We already said already hasn't done it. There's yeah, Fran Drescher. Um, Major Bubnaby. There's Major Bubnaby, who's Trevelyan's best friend. There's yeah. some guy named, his last name is Garfield. Oh, there's a mysterious. Just, like, overly friendly. And he hates Mondays. Him. I was going to ask. He <laughs> hates Mondays. He loves yeah, lasagna. lasagna. There was a mysterious <laughs> woman who, like, nobody was sure why she was there and her daughter, right? Oh, the Willits, yes. Yeah, yeah. Which you, were, it, they, it was interesting that you didn't know who they were, but they didn't really go very far. No, that they did plot. not. What is so, the captain a captain of? He was in the army? Same with the major. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were both like ex-soldiers. Yeah, he did not have a boat. Like a he boat. didn't have a boat or a starship. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a thing that we know of. Or a submarine. <laughs> you better hear this up. I'm going to the moon later. <laughs> <laughs> going to the moon. <laughs> they didn't have very good imagination back then. <laughs> they didn't make up a planet. Anyway, probably bummed to be, I'd say, because Josh said a thing about him murdering earlier. Yeah, yeah. And I took it at face value. Yeah, because I trust everything Josh says. Wow, mistake, is, but thank you. Yes, <laughs> a very bad idea, but you are correct. It yeah. was Bubnaby. Yay. So what? So Bubnaby does seem like the obvious choice. The one thing I liked about the solution, which maybe you disagree with me on it, we'll since see. I said you didn't like the ending, was that since I knew it from reading the book the last time, I saw all of, besides him being the obvious, because a lot of times it is the obvious person, I saw all the clues as to why he did it, because that wasn't very, like, in the forefront, the obvious. No. A lot not. of clues, uh, she was, she played fair with this one, even really? though it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. With the book. Which, which ones did it feel like, what were the clues? The, he had clues with, uh, because his motive for it is that Captain Trevelyan would send their names in for prizes he would or like comp- for um he would use their, yeah, their like address the, so he could play more than once yeah and one time he won with major bubnaby and he got what was it five thousand dollars or something it was something small mm-hmm. uh money and then major bubnaby got it realizing captain trevelyan won using his name mm-hmm. uh and that's why he killed him to keep this little bit of money yeah and uh 
like at the beginning she mentions that mm-hmm. about him using it but she mm-hmm. she says that he uses major bubba be and i can't remember the other character that he uses oh uh, Garfield his, or something no 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 uh it was his uh it was captain trevelyan's um like butler manservant okay Evans yeah, yeah. or something she mentions both of them at the beginning and then later on i like that she she focused on the butler she kept bringing up it happening with the butler. Uh-huh. And so, but, and only because she'd mentioned it happening with both of them could you remember, and knowing the ending was mm-hmm. the only reason that I, did, that I was, look, was seeing this, mm-hmm. was that she was like, okay, she told you at the beginning, and then later on she, she talked about it with the butler, how, like, being a little more important, but she didn't mention Bubnaby the second time. Mm-hmm. And only knowing the ending did I remember, oh yeah, but he did that with Bubnaby too. Because the, but, the other uh-huh. butler was books. Right, yeah. he won books. Yeah, he won novels. Yeah, yeah but yeah, Bob yeah. Nibby was money. And the um, one of the central characters, which is the journalist, mm-hmm. um, he shows up in town oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because he's there to give Bob Nibby the check. Right, right. I love, that. <laughs> I love that that's who he is now. And we're just Bubnaby. thinking it's And then he's like, you think that he's there, like, it's a subterfuge, like, um, that he's there for another reason, but actually it, he just did fall into it. He's like, yeah. here's your check. And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, my best friend died. And he's like, I've got a scoop. I've never had yeah, a scoop before. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I like that of it, but you, you know, okay. yeah, I like that. I, I thought she played fair. Okay. But <laughs> since I knew the ending is the only way you would be able to pick that up. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I read this years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. So when we were, when we were going to read it again, I'm like, oh, okay. I remember what happens. Mm-hmm. And I sort of remember why and i'm reading along and about three quarters of the way through i realized that i was wrong and i have no idea why i thought what i thought because did you watch a movie version because that they changed I, the ending in that afterwards yes and okay. i want to talk about that too because okay. that, that was interesting yeah they made it a marble didn't they right they threw a marble but it was strange. so pointless yeah but they usually were when they did that yeah um okay so it was it was major bubnaby with the sandbag yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, yeah, he yeah. could keep the $5,000, right, right, yes. Right, right. In my mind, and I was completely convinced of this, it was Garfield. Oh. And and he did it. It had something to do with the novels that that guy got. In hmm. my head, what I made up completely was that... So I missed it both times. And when I got to the actual solution, I'm like, I was genuinely surprised. <laughs> well, that's good. forgot it. Oh, it's good because I'm an idiot. Like, I... What, so, was the ending in the movie different? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. It was completely different. Was and it in better? some ways... It, mm, mm, okay. Excuse me. Um, She's the, her stuff up. The movie was not better. Oh, and it had it had Timothy Dalton in it as it Captain Trevelyan. It did have Timothy Dalton. Very good. I but remember do that. Do you know who else it, it had? Who uh-huh. played Charles Enderby, who was the journalist? I remember there being another big name in it, but I can't remember who. It was I, and I don't, I can't remember his name, but it was the guy who played Stephen in Primeval. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that, name. which I was pleased about. I don't know his name, but yeah. And uh, Carrie Mulligan is in it for like five minutes. Do you re- she was like seventeen or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you remember the name? Because when me and Zach watched Primeval, he would always announce the no. names of the people that came up. <laughs> no, I don't remember. It's because there's Andrew Kata. Lee Potts, Douglas yeah, Henshaw, Cutter's best friend, Jack. Yeah, yeah something. I know who it is. Okay. I don't know what his real. I don't know what his actual name is. Oh, oh, oh okay. And it was only two. Oh, you seasons. mean when it came up on, on the screen? Yeah, okay. I would always, I would be like Douglas Henshaw. <laughs> right. No, damn bro. I can't remember what his name is. <laughs> Andrew Lee Potts. Right. That's the only one I can't remember. Ben Miller. I feel like it's Jack something for some reason. Terrible. 
Anyway, that's I think it's really nice that we're all sitting here with phones and tablets, and none of us are googling this. I'm not willing to. <laughs> we don't want to deny I think it's the great. mystery. I'll watch an episode of Primeval, but that's it. Plus, I'm recording with my phone. <laughs> that's a good idea. Anyway, that's always the answer. Um, so in the in the yes, Timothy Dalton was in it. In the um, movie, they like completely changed the plot. It mm-hmm. didn't make a lot of sense, but I liked the solution in the movie better than I did in the which actual was? book, which was that it was the journalist. Oh, that's interesting. For yeah, what he, reason? Um, because she got it right. That's why she liked it better. <laughs> right. Like, I no, know no, it. No, why do, not why do you like it better? Oh, no, but I know. Why did the journalist do it? I know. The journalist did it because... Zach's glasses were on crooked. The problem is, is I, I can't help but react to it, and that's when it becomes great for audio. He's like, it's not for that. I'm like, well, I can't help but make a, a wheeze when I see it. <laughs> It's just too funny. Very stupid. <laughs> oh, there, there wasn't enough comedy in this comedy slash book podcast. There was we're too much. We're just too much book. And Zach was like, "No, <laughs> I on, will have none of this." Cut this out. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we talk. We're talking about the book probably more than we have for a while. Almost always. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Everybody's gonna be disappointed. They'll be like, "Skip, skip, skip." Yeah. Blah blah blah. blah. The, oh. Okay. The reason was that. Uh, Captain Trevelyan was a politician in the movie, not in the book. Right. And he was, like, next in line to be prime minister after Winston Churchill, which was weird. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so um, his his best friend was also, like, his advisor or something. Yeah. Who did a really good job, actually. The, the actor was really good. He's famous. Oh, he was in a comedy duo. He had a kind of like a Fry and Laurie type show. Oh, Cheech and Chong. Uh, one of those two? No. Not right Drake and wrong. Josh, one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zach and Josh. <laughs> oh, the Sweet Life. Who is yeah, that? Zach and Cody. Zach and Cody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was... I'm not going to think of it. Anyway, yeah, he did a really good job. So, yeah. um, Captain Trevelyan had a son that nobody knew about, and the journalist uh, was the okay, son. Okay. But he... Teams up with Emily and the guy that they got to play, actually her dumb fiance, did a really good job too. Mm-hmm. Um, they threw in an extra murder at the end that made like no sense whatsoever. Um, I don't even remember who it was. It was completely pointless. And this is kind of rare, actually, in this book. One murder, yeah. only one. Yeah, there was no second body. I can see how even. I mean, the ending isn't like spectacular or anything. I don't have many problems with it, but like it can. It's like. Uh, some it could be summed up in like two pages. It's a very simple ending, and yes. so I could see it not working for the screen. It, like mm-hmm. they needed to pad out their time. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time when they change the ending, it's unnecessary. But I can yes. see wanting to put some imagination into it because yes. this is such a simple book. Right? Yeah, they made it. They tried to make it way too complicated. But do you remember? Because I thought it was funny that you said you liked that. Oh, reading back through it, you could see all of the clues. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that with such uh, contempt. <laughs> Um, do you remember at the end of Murder by Death? You watched that, right? Yep. The movie, not the band. Um, at the end of their career. <laughs> and <see> the future. <laughs> <laughs> Truman Capote gives that whole speech to the writers that he was angry with. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which is kind of a fun movie to watch if anybody can find it. It's fun. Yeah. He gives that whole speech about why he hates mystery writers, mm-hmm. and he was like. You introduced pa- characters in the last few pages that no, we were right. not even in the book before, and like all this stuff. I felt like that's what she did with this one. Introduced them in the last minute. I felt like, well, no, I felt like all the reasons that he had for not liking mystery uh, writers. I felt like she fell into a lot of those okay. traps. Yeah. It wasn't as tight and as mm, with enough forethought. I guess uh-huh. is how I felt. Yeah, I guess yeah. 
Yeah, that's me though. I don't know how we're gonna write this one. I oh, mean, you mean where it goes? I in don't the... love it, but I, I, I didn't have any problems with it. It wasn't. It's not the worst by far. I just um, like I like I said. Just I was okay with spoiling it because it wouldn't be like, yeah, definitely read this one in your top ten. Yeah, in yeah, your top would, twenty wouldn't rec- be one of my recommendations. No. Um, okay, so. And this is this the no? This is the twentieth episode, not the twentieth book. No, uh, on the it Never is mind. the sixteenth. Okay. I Sweet sixteen. Something like that, fifteen or something, because I cut out one. So, so, <laughs> I mean, would it be below three stars for you? Because I would at least give it three stars Just, for me. Uh, I was yeah. entertained anyway. It was like a beach read for me. Yeah. It was like. Did you read this at the beach? That's exactly why. <laughs> Um, it's a 2.9 for me, but I'm not so going to, like, I'm not going to raise a okay. fuss over a 3. Because then it would It's be not a, a solid 3, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that would, could we put it, let's see. Let me see where it should go. I think it was better than, I'm so confused by my list. Oh, here we go. I think it was better. It's the tiniest th- list ever. At least you have your notebook this time. Though. Okay. Well done. Thank you. Uh, blue partner in sweet. I keep telling him to switch to his tablet. I, I, oh. I have some. Yeah, I'm not. What fun do. would that be? To because I love scribble it out. I love. I love dead week. air. <laughs> Where did I even put seven dials? I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Suit, bread, quit. I left it out. Anyway, so I would say it was slightly better than seven dials mystery. Not as good as partners in crime. That's around. This is the three stars area. You think? Partners in Crime was the short story Tommy collection. Tons. Yeah, which was good. And was this one better or worse than Seven Dials? The sequel to Secret of Jimmy's that yes. none of us were crazy about. Um, yeah, I guess they're, they're kind of in there, the same thing. So the current list for all of you taking notes at home, and we should make this like a fantasy football type thing where people could like take, which I don't understand fantasy football, to make this reference Let me anyway. tell you, I was at Jacob's house yesterday, and him and Justin... We're talking about fantasy football for so long, and I was so lost. You think about getting into it now? Because, <laughs> um, like, there's, like, 50 people in their fantasy football league, and I'm and they keep being like, oh, yeah, I don't have this running back. He's got 12 points here and this there and all this, and they're listing off so many numbers. Because you make your, <laughs> fantasy, like, you make your fantasy team, and it's based off of real information, right? Like, right. how they play on... In the actual game is how... Okay, determines you, you your imaginary fantasy, team, right? You build, like, a fake roster of like yeah. your team right but like i'm like you cherry pick them from everywhere right and yeah. i'm like but can i throw in a couple orcs it is fantasy after all <laughs> nerd <laughs> so this would be the the current list if you want to start all the playing jocks this listening home. to this podcast are rolling their eyes they're like oh talk about football okay so it's uh the greatest roger Ackroyd murder at the vicarage secret adversary the secret of chimneys mysterious affair at styles the mystery of the blue train partners in crime the Sidiford mystery the seven dials mystery I feel like i said that twice Barb investigates man in the brown suit giant spread the mysterious mr quinn murder at the links and the big four we haven't found anything worse than that yet oh man we'll work at it <laughs> uh okay anything else you wanted to say um nope that's it. Oh. I stuttered my way through. Oh. I have good news. I forgot about this. You have good news? We have, that is one thing that has changed about our podcast lately is that we've moved up in the world. We have sponsors now. We do? Yes. I'm thrilled. I would like to announce our first sponsor. If I, I, this, is, this is on my iPad. <laughs> Zach, yes. tell me. Do you feel overworked? 
Constantly. When you get home in the evening, do you feel fatigued? Like the simplest tasks are just too hard for you to accomplish? <laughs> you were speaking my language. <laughs> like opening a soda, opening a bag of chips, or brushing your teeth? All of those are hard, but I, I trudge through them. <laughs> well, you're not going to have to anymore. Really? Because our sponsor this week has got you covered. Oh, nice. They call themselves Monkey C. Monkey Butler. You can enjoy the company of a monkey dressed in a variety of tuxedos. They got that bow tie, like all these sharp outfits uh-huh. to be your monkey butler. That's awesome. Permanent stay in. He will open your sodas. Really? He will open your chips. He will brush your teeth. He will respond to emails for you. He will work Ooh. your social calendar. I don't even need to worry about anything. And for an extra $100 a month, okay. you can get Monkey Butler Pro. What changes, you might say? You can have famous monkeys from media. Mm. Abu from the live-action Aladdin. That one from Monk that they thought shot that guy. (laughs) Mighty Joe's younger cousin, Stevie. (laughs) Now, I know what you're probably thinking, Zach. Isn't it expensive? Isn't it expensive? And didn't that monkey bite that guy's ear off? off? Well, first off, that was never proved. And second off, the uh, premium membership is $9.65 a month, and the not premium is only $8.65. Not change. Oh, 800 $800.65. But when you think about a tiny little monkey walking around your house brushing your teeth. I wonder how much a monkey costs in general. And then training. It's probably well worth it between the two. Exactly. Especially if it's a boo or that monkey from Monk. Or now Mighty with, Joe Young's younger cousin. Yeah, Stevie. Now with the Pro Edition, if something happens to your current monkey, do you get a free replacement? Uh... Well, did it bite your ear off is usually what they ask over the phone, which has nothing to do with anything that's happened in the past. <laughs> uh, so if you want, if you're interested, which I'm sure you do, because I'm often told that uh, Don't Drink the Tea fans are some of the, the laziest people on earth, <laughs> <laughs> then you should go to Monkey Subscribe. <laughs> yeah, we immediately lose them. Go to MonkeyCMonkeyButler.com and enter our promo code DDTT22 uh, for $30 off your first month. That's our sponsor for the month. Very nice. Very the, nice. How much day. did we make for that? Thank you, sponsor. Uh, they sent a monkey to my house. <laughs> and that's probably why you noticed I'm Is holding this washcloth up to my forehead. Ear, I wonder. It was, I looked it in the eyes and you're not supposed to do that f- until it you learns to trust you. You did not read the manual? No. Well, I thought he would read it to me. <laughs> but my monkey did not talk. You know, he didn't even, he doesn't even know simple words. Really? They taught, they taught him sign language, but it's Chinese. You should have got pro. Well, I'm not forking out 965. 865, that's easy. But cheap, they send it to you cheap, one because cheap. of the sponsor? Uh, I got it and then asked them if I could sponsor it. And they were like, how many subscribers do you have? And I said six. <laughs> I said both of, our, both of our fans will certainly <laughs> hit up your website. And they said, yeah, sure. So they sent you a prototype. Yeah, I'm not even sure if it was a monkey or just a cat that knows how to stand on its back legs. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our sponsor for for this episode. It's very nice. I hope you guys check it out. I will. I know Zach will. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have one more thing that I'm really, really excited to do with you guys, and that oh, is I'm my so special excited. game. You've been pretty excited for a couple days. I know. Now. I don't. Really I only wanna... heard about this earlier today. I don't want to let you guys down, but I'm really, really excited for this. I'm really, really excited that someone else did the game besides me. So she's always got to okay. make it. No, no, no <laughs> I don't mean that. I, don't, I mean because so you can play. I, I'm not saying that the games that you. I do that are good. I just I usually end up doing it, and I never get to play, and so that's you. what makes me excited. I understand. So since this. This episode was, you know, Sidifer was supposed to have a little bit of a spooky theme. I decided to take you guys on a journey of 
horror. Wait. I'll see ya. I don't like the spooks. It's not that scary. It's just, it's probably... Scarier than River Wild. Scarier than the River Wild. <laughs> not as scary as Courage the Cowardly Dog. Okay. Somewhere in the middle. I can deal. Okay, okay. Is that a service that... Uh, that Monkey See Monkey Butler provides. They will that, hold like, your hand during the, the River yes, Wild. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. As long as the monkey's not more scared than you, they they don't watch. They don't like Planet of the Apes because that gets them ideas. They don't like you playing any like Monkey Rebellion movies. You mean mm. the monkeys don't like it, or the, the monkeys company love it. Does, <laughs> The company doesn't. <laughs> the company doesn't. The monkey's always like, yeah, why don't we watch a, Why don't we watch that James Franco the Dog Rise of the Planet of the Apes? And you're like, <laughs> no, we're watching. Uh, Baby's day out. Because that gorilla helps the monkey. They think he's going to hurt him. He helps the monkey? <laughs> that gorilla helps the, the baby. Monkey. The human baby. Oh my goodness. I'm lost. So what I wanted to do was take you guys on a journey of horror and terror. So tonight Yay! I am taking you on a choose your own adventure horror story. Oh, wow. This is called oh. Nights of Terror. And not only is it a choose your own adventure, but it is an interactive radio show choose your own adventure what i had some help and just so people know i am actually i knew none of this no this is a so. surprise for both of them we had some <laughs> really very special help from a ddtt guest star phil taylor from episode two <laughs> hey phil hi phil. phil he he brought me into the studio. He worked with me with my script and my ideas, and we created this interactive horror game. Is that what you did Translation, yesterday? you were sitting on his couch eating Doritos. Exactly. So <laughs> the crunch that you hear, just pretend it's like stepping on leaves, but it's actually Doritos. And he has... He, cool he, ranch or spicy nacho? He used his studio and his voice talents to help me create this Night of Terror. Uh, cool ranch. Good evening. Welcome to your worst nightmare. A night of terror and horror, where every little decision you make may change your fate. Will you live? Will you die? Will you legally change your name to Frogworth Lamar? <laughs> you decide in nights of terror. We begin our story on a cold winter's night. You are snuggled up in front of the TV, a warm cup of cocoa in your hand. You flip through the channels aimlessly, like a squirrel searching for the right nut. <laughs> Dangerous homicidal maniac Bob Mittens has escaped the sanatorium today. <laughs> Experts say he will be wandering the local mountains looking for lonely losers to murder. In other news, the Taco Bell dog drops his skincare routine. Cheryl? You turn off the TV in terror. You realize that you live in the local mountains. You are a lonely loser. And you forgot to call your Aunt Cheryl. Suddenly, there's a knock at the door. Do you answer the door? Or do you call your Aunt Cheryl? So I think we should start with Charlotte. If you die, because there are many ways to die in the Choose Your Own Adventure, we'll go over to Zach. Even if you don't die, we can go over to Zach later and he can see how it would have played out going another way. Okay. Sound good? But if you die, we'll resurrect your character and put the reins in Zach's hands. So okay. what would you like to do? 
you lonely loser. <laughs> you lonely loser living in the local mountains. This is so horrifying. Would you like to answer the door or call and your aunt so Cheryl? Uh, autobiographical. Um, my choices are... Answer the door, call your aunt Cheryl. I feel like knowing the source material or who wrote the source material that probably what I should choose is to call Aunt Cheryl because something more crazy will happen than answering the door but I want to answer the door you want to answer that door yes alrighty <laughs> in choose your own mysteries you can always tell <laughs> yeah if this isn't loud enough for the thing to pick up I'll, I'll add it in later Sure. You head to the door, assuming it's a traveling salesman or a singing telegram. You open the door, and much to your surprise, it's neither one of those. It's a man with a devious-looking comb-over, a sinister beard, and psychopathic nose hair. <laughs> he is dressed from head to ankle as a lumberjack. He's dressed from ankle to toe as a ballerina. <laughs> He's also holding a rusty axe. Can I come in and use your phone? You wonder, could this be the fugitive murderer? Or is it Casual Tuesday for encyclopedia salesmen? <laughs> Do you invite him in to use your phone? Or politely tell him, no way, Jose. <laughs> So, would you like to in invite the uh, lumberjack ballerina into your home or tell him no way, Jose? Oh, wow. It is starting to get pretty scary. Don't you agree, Zach? It is. I'm quivering. I mean, I mean, yeah, he could give you advice as to what to do if you'd like. Okay, if his axe is rusty, though, that means he hasn't been using it lately. Wait, if he just got out of the... Uh... And you know what if he like lost his shoes and he had to borrow his sister's shoes yeah. and all he had was ballerina shoes. It's nice of you to give him the benefit of the doubt. But seeing as how I don't have a phone <laughs> because I'm a lonely loser up in the woods, <laughs> I'm gonna have to tell him no way, Jose. Oh, you're gonna politely tell him no way, Jose. Uh, can, I'm sorry. You said politely. Yeah. Can I tell him snarkily? That's not on my uh, options, oh. but you could pretend that you said that. No way, Jose. That sounds more like you. <laughs> you got to say politely, no way, Jose. That's number five. Politely tell them that. No way, Jose. He replies, if you don't let me in, I'm going to have to get crazy. <laughs> you tell the man to not even try it. You're an ex-marine knows pizza delivery boy, and this house is protected. <laughs> You slam the door so resolutely that the man is forced to leave the porch in bitter defeat. But the force of your door slam was stronger than you realized. You hear a rumbling sound and turn to your vintage collection of bowling balls stacked in a pyramid-like structure sitting in the corner of your room as it begins to topple over. You're dead. Game. Oh, you died, oh, Charlotte, man. So we're going to turn the, turn it over to Zach. Now, you could go back and decide different there. You can go even farther back if you'd like. I want to go all the way back, and I want to call Aunt Cheryl. You want to call your Aunt Cheryl? Yeah. You would. Okay, so you hear the knocking at the door, but you decide, I'm going to call Aunt Cheryl instead of go to the door. Okay. Correct. It's the polite thing. Let's see what would have happened. 
if Charlotte had done that. You ignore the persistent knocking and dial Aunt Cheryl's number. The phone rings several times, but there's no answer. You wonder where that crazy kleptomaniac aunt of yours has got to. You hang up the phone and turn to your bowling ball collection. Your bowling balls, all priceless collectibles used by various celebrities of short-lived sitcom status, are stacked in a pyramid. You see one ball at the bottom, your vintage neon green ball, as used by Jim from According to Jim, has a smudge on it. You walk over and grab the bowling ball. You're dead. Alrighty. So we're back to Charlotte. <laughs> Yay! So I'm assuming you that probably. Worth it I'm, I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm assuming you'd like to go back to uh, the porch with the the crazy guy at the door. I let the lumberjack ballerina in. You invite him in to use your phone. <laughs> Very good call. Oh man. So if Zach I and I already. were in a horror movie. You'd both be dead by You'd now. You'd both be dead by but... the same set of bowling balls. Yeah. <laughs> you die the same way. He enters your home and wipes his ballet shoes on your rug. You hand him the phone, and he makes a grunt that you assume means thank you. <laughs> he dials the number three twelve times and holds the phone up to his ear. Yeah. Lenny, it's Bob. Bob Mittens. Yeah, this idiot just let me into his house. So I'm probably going to take care of him, search the house for some low-carb TV dinners, and steal his car. At this point, you realize that this is Bob Mittens. You are an idiot, and he is going to kill you, eat your vegan lasagna, and steal your car. Do you... Run out of the door toward your car or run up the stairs to your weapon-equipped attic. Mm, so two options there. <laughs> run to your car or run to your attic. <laughs> your weapon-equipped your attic. Bob Mittens. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> this is pretty much the best game ever. Thank you. I can see why you wanted extra time for it. That's pretty sad. Oh, man. Well, since is how we're both dead, maybe we could talk about this. What option would you choose, Zach? I don't know. They both seem like reasonable options to me. They do, but I am not a runaway kind of person. I'm a standard. Well, fight. either way, you're running. Yes, and those darn bowling balls are I know, right, right there. <laughs> so, I mean, what, there should be an option that you just like pick up one bowling ball, like you did the vintage neon green one, and, and they all gym roll up. Gym. Well, you have yes. to you have to realize in this case that you. You appreciate these bowling balls so much, you're afraid for anything to happen to them. It's, it's ex Marino's pizza delivery. <laughs> right. That <laughs> was so good. <laughs> oh, Phil. It's like you're here. Um, <laughs> I am going to go to the attic. I would have done the same. Very good call. Good job. We'll probably come back later and see what would have happened if you'd gone to the car. Uh, but right now, we will go to the attic. See you guys up there. You make it past Bob Middens and run to your dark attic. You remember now that unfortunately you had just sent your three chainsaws to be cleaned. You desperately search for something to defend yourself. Under your deflated moon bounce, you find two big boxes. One labeled axe. The other labeled do not open under any circumstance. Do you 
open the secret box or open the axe box. <laughs> open the axe box? <laughs> is this an axe or is this axe body spray? Axe box live. Axe box live. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> because if it's axe body spray, then definitely there is no it's weapon sp- more powerful. It's not spelled like that. But I can't reveal what's in the box. No, no, no. The axe box. I can't reveal what's in that box. Oh, okay. You know how labels are. You know, like sometimes mom will write write sauerkraut on a Tupperware container, but it's still there after you wash it, so I'm eating peanut butter and jelly out of a sauerkraut container. Ew. It's been washed. Yeah. Still, that's more disturbing than Bob Mittens. Well, maybe it'll come up later. (laughs) All right. Well... Don't ever tell me not to do something. So open the box, Mark. Mm-hmm. Do not. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Second fist bump that one of these days we'll get loud enough to actually hear on the podcast. Might, we'll be playing bloody knuckles at that <laughs> That's point. That's true. Am I bleeding? You opened the axe box. Nope. Wrong one. He told me I was going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> He's like, give yourself a note because you're going to play the wrong ones here because we, we, we mix it up. You opened the secret box. In it is a tightly wrapped package in the shape of a paper book. On it is a note. My life's work. You begin to think that this is in your Aunt Cheryl's handwriting. You rip it open and see, much to your surprise, that it is the finished copy of her manuscript, Dog Times. You read the book for the rest of the night, your eyes glued to every page. By the time you are done... You've forgotten all about Bob Middens, the evil murderer. Until he drops a bowling ball on your head. Ouchie wawa! Game over. You're dead. <laughs> well played, though. Death by dog times? And Cheryl with Cheryl Jansen? <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> okay, Zach, so you, have, you can either open the other box or you can go back and run to the car if you'd like and see what would have happened that way. Oh, I don't know. I feel like this should also be a joint decision. So he had an axe? Bob Mittens had an axe and yet he used the bowling ball to kill me? He's it crazy. was a rusty axe. Mm. I don't want you to get tetanus. <laughs> and maybe he has something against Jim from according to Jim. Who, well, no, he didn't grab that one because it would have fallen on him. Right. Yeah. He probably grabbed the top one. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what are yeah. your instincts telling you? I want to know what is up with the, with the axe box because it feels like I'm going to die if I go back to the car because it's the other route that doesn't continue. Oh. So what? What do you think? Unless it circles back, but... Right. This is a crazy labyrinth I have here. (laughs) Including uh, playing the wrong video at times. Oh, (laughs) yes. We almost found out what was in the axe box. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Stop zapping him! So you want to open the axe box? Let's open the axe box. Okay, so since you've decided that, uh, what we did earlier, I'm going to go back and show you what would have happened had you gone to the car. Just so I play... Now? Yeah, I'm going to show you now so I play all the clips... Okay. Uh, you made a good call, but I'm going to go back and show you what would have happened had you made the car decision. Okay, so I was right. So, we can, so we can hear all of the clips, you know? Yes, because oh, how did the bowling balls get outside to kill us? <laughs> now, now, now we're, we're assuming that every way you die is by bowling ball. <laughs> well, that, so far. That sounds like something I'd write. All right. This is if you'd gone to the car. You run past Bob Mittens to your car and hop in the seat. You hope this is not like the moments in every horror movie where the victim can't get their car to start. 
Much to your delight, the car starts perfectly. You pull out your car's two soundtrack CD, but your hands are trembling so much that you miss the CD slot. You try again, just hitting below the slot. Come on, you scream, please! You miss the CD slot again. You close your eyes and let out a deep breath, remembering the inspirational words of the Rascal Flats cover of Life is a Highway. Roads are tough. Indeed, this you have known. You open your eyes and try again. The disc slides perfectly in. You smile and turn your head, seeing Bob Mittens in your passenger seat. <laughs> You're dead. Game over. Okay, so that's my Rascal Flats. You you made the which is always when Rascal Flats is involved. So you made the right choice, but I just wanted to show you that. So, <laughs> so now we're gonna open the app. Car started perfectly. But you couldn't get it the took CD. Three in. tries to get the cars. Because you, you knew in. that you couldn't escape, make a clean getaway without the soundtrack to Cars Two playing in the back. <laughs> so, you're a lonely loser, or we are a lonely we, uh, collectively <laughs> are a lonely loser living in the what nearby mountains? Local is mountains. Local is, their, mountains. is their official name? It's local. even capitalized on my script. The <laughs> capital L O C A L. In the local mountains. With a car so old it has a CD player. Right. And a collection of bowling balls. Okay. You're just, with me. Just get and in I'm, the picture. It gets weirder. And an Aunt Cheryl. So here's what happens when you open the axe box, if this is the right clip. You open the axe box and see a rusty axe, much like Bob Mittens carries. Beneath it is a guitar. Do you take the axe? <laughs> or take the axe. <laughs> Whose turn? Oh, you. So uh, you take Zach, the axe, or would... do you take the axe? <laughs> I have to take the axe. <laughs> so since we're nearing the end, I'm going to play both clips. Okay. <laughs> Is this just the, the last two clips? Is this the last choice? Yeah, this is the end. Ooh. Okay, this is if you had taken the axe no solo. The normal axe. <laughs> this is like showing you what's behind the door that you didn't right. make. Right, 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 right. Okay. You head to the stairs with newfound confidence, carrying your trusty axe. As you mount the first step, however, your wooden leg gets caught on the rug, <laughs> and you stumble to your demise. <laughs> Game over. You're dead. So you um, made the right... Nice. So you made the right decision. <laughs> but will you survive? Oh, oh so the option is that everyone could die. We'll oh, see. Uh, no, okay. You head downstairs, seeing Bob Mitten standing in front of the microwave. How long do you usually hate the chicken and broccoli? <laughs> Eat on this, you say, and instantly regret it. You plug your axe into the amp you keep conveniently in your kitchen cabinet and release the hounds of heck with the sickest licks you can muster. <laughs> Bob Mittens covers his ears desperately. Licks too sick! Licks too sick! 
Bob Mitten stumbles into your vintage bowling ball collection in the living room stacked like a pyramid, featuring bowling balls used by stars of lesser-known sitcoms. Bob Mittens is crushed by the 12-pound ball used by Yes Dear's beloved Anthony Clark. Another day saved, you think, as you sit back down to your cocoa. This has been Nights of Terror. You made wow. it! Wow. Good job, Zach! You made it. And man, you did some sick licks. Oh, yeah, dude. And so that way we got to hear the whole story, too. You this, you instantly regret it. That's true, I would instantly regret that. You do have a convenient... You, you do conveniently keep an amp in your kitchen, don't you? I'll... Great musicians do. Yeah, the only thing inaccurate <laughs> is that there would be a vegan lasagna in your freezer. Yeah, oh, but chicken true. and broccoli this time. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but is that vegan chicken? Like probably. Chicken? Oh okay. Yeah. And the fact that <laughs> you, you might recall that the first stack of bowling balls mentioned was from short-lived sitcoms. The second stack was lesser from lesser-known sitcoms. sitcoms. There are several pyramid stacks of bowling balls <laughs> in this lonely loser's <laughs> living room, but it, but it clearly was not a waste of space because oh, same no. same no, day. No. So that is my game for this week. Very nicely done. And thank you to our guest star, Phil. Good job, Phil. Wow. Great he voice did, talent. Um, oh my goodness. Yep. He, he was, was Bob Mittens. He was the news reporter. He was the narrator. I think that might be it. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised because he's done some voice work for us before. That oh, was yeah. amazing. He can be, he can be 10 different people. But that was, I had not. My favorite had, moment of Phil in that was falling down the stairs. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. That oh, was Phil. None oh, okay. of this was me. Oh, okay. I, I just wrote it, but all of the okay. recording was Phil. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Going down the stairs. That, that was, was amazing. Good job, Zach. You survived. Yes, it only took me three tries. <laughs> and we probably will return to Nights of Terror with Phil uh, when we get to our next spooky book by Agatha I Christie. certainly hope so. I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll make out a much scarier comeback. Maybe Kevin Bacon oh, will be no. in this next <gasps> one. Oh, no. You're on yes, a canoe. <laughs> Stop it now. <laughs> so thank you for joining us on this episode of Double D, Double T. Don't drink the tea. Is a, a podcast. podcast. Wait, what's it about? It's, it's about, about books. Wait, do you like books? Yeah, I like books a lot. Well, you should listen too. Is it really funny? Yeah, yeah. Am I going to laugh a lot? What? Yeah. Podcast. Listen. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. <laughs> I'll get it in post. <laughs> no, you won't. So the next episode that we're, the next book that we're going to be doing is. Oh, we're still talking. Oh, yeah. The next book we're doing is... We can sing some more if you want. No. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. The next book is Peril at End House. And that should be a fun episode, too, I think. You think? I hope. I hope so, too. Uh, don't get too excited. Can anything top this book? The look on her face is uh, <laughs> disappointment. Uh, anything you'd like to say to the uh, all our fans out there? Nope. Excellent. <laughs>